Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Chris Ballas is standing by. Superfly Hayes tells me on the Meyer guest line. How you doing, my friend? Bill, doing great, buddy. Wow, I just had the, the sports headlines the last like couple three weeks every day. It's been crazy. This quarterback carousel right now in the NFL is one of the cra- or has produced one of the craziest off seasons I've ever seen. Yeah, it really has. And I was listening to what you were saying, and I was thinking about Baker Mayfield to the Lions, and you know my friends in Cleveland had had a love hate relationship with him, and uh, you know they kept waiting for more from him, and uh, he wasn't going to be the guy. So I give him credit though, because they've got other pieces there in their building, and they aren't going to settle for mediocrity, which I like. Uh, they're being aggressive. So if you think you got a guy that can get you there, then go and get him. But I will be fascinated to see where Mayfield ends up. I don't. I don't share your optimism on the Lions. I bet you're stunned about that. <laughs> so, but uh, I'm thinking four or five wins next year, and uh, and we'll see what happens. But uh, I do like the culture. Uh, th- I think they're trending in the right direction. I think it's just going to take a couple more years, there, buddy. Yeah, and like I mentioned, that I you know as fans, media, we can uh, set expectations that aren't the same inside Allen Park or inside uh, the Tigers front office or even A.J. Hinch's managerial office, and, and based on the Tigers not willing to pay a little bit more than what the Twins did in their own division for Correa, and looking at the Lions and what they really didn't do during free agency and go dump money on big-name free agents, I think both teams are looking at next offseason as their go years. Yeah, I think so too, but I think they're trending in the right direction, and that's not something that we have said about the Lions too much in the past. With the Tigers, you can see what they're trying to build and how they're trying to do it, and I think you'll see them, uh, they've spent a little bit of money, uh, you know, the fact that uh, they probably feel, like you said, that they're a year away, maybe they're going to spend a little bit more the following year, but I know that my Tiger fan friends are excited, I'm excited to get down there and see them, I'm glad there's going to be baseball. Number one, <laughs> number two, uh, you know I love going to Toledo for the Mud Hens games, Bill. But uh, there's nothing like being inside Tiger State or Comerica Park there when it's uh, when it's jam packed and you've got a winning product on the field. It's a lot of fun. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, huge Tigers fan, huge Lions fan. Uh, anybody who can still support a team where he thinks improving by one win uh, would be sufficient, but again. It's good, not great. And that's how I'd describe uh, the Lions. Right oh, man, are we going there again? Oh, we're going there again. I can't wait for the Tullymore <laughs> yeah. Golf uh, Spring yeah, Football yeah. Summit that will be coming up in early May. Uh, we will do that with Doug Skeen, who also is your partner on the Wolverine.com football broadcast. Uh, I'll get to a Jabo in a moment and that video uh, that was shared and how no one went to help him from all the NFL scouts there. It was totally brutal. Uh, we'll touch on that in a moment, but first, uh, let's hit Michigan in the Sweet 16 and an unbelievable two games for the Wolverines and in Indy. 
Yeah, I didn't see it coming. I'll be honest with you. And uh, we started making our plans for San Antonio with about uh, 30 seconds to go in that Tennessee game. And I think I picked Tennessee by about seven or more when we when you and I talked. And you know, looking and talking to Rick Barnes after the game, the Tennessee coach, and I asked him a couple questions. You know, about how they defended Hunter Dickinson, and he hit three threes out there. And he said we wouldn't have changed anything. He said we wanted him shooting out there, and you can understand that the guy hadn't. He would been two of 19 on his last 19 threes going in I think over the last seven or eight games and that's you know if you're going to pick your poison then hey you know you're going to give him that shot but he stepped up I thought a guy like Caleb Houston would have to be the outlier somebody who stepped up and hit some big threes I said who's it going to be because this time of year you've got to make some shots uh, from behind the arc if, if you're going to win and uh, and Tennessee just couldn't they were two of 18 and that was their demise this is a team that looked like they couldn't miss in their opening game against Longwood and and were hitting mid-range jumpers. They were hitting contested threes with hands in their face. But when Michigan went zone with about eight minutes to go, Bill, and I was talking to a buddy of mine via text, I said they've got to do something different here because Kennedy Chandler is getting to the rim at will, Tennessee's point guard, and if they don't slow him, they're just going to bleed him to death with the two-pointers. And sure enough, they switched to that zone. They got some good looks, but they couldn't make them, and that's another thing that Barnes said. He's like, you know, we just picked a bad time to miss shots, and uh, that's what basically what it came down to. The turnover were 15 to seven, I think. They had some pick six type turnovers where they led the easy buckets on the other end. Probably at least 10 points worth that way, Bill. And that's not usually the recipe to win. But when you've got a guy like Eli Brooks playing the way he did down the stretch for Michigan, you talked about it. This is the best game of the year for Hunter Dickinson and Eli Brooks playing together. That was the formula to win on Saturday, and now they move on. And I think it's that same formula. You know, Villanova will be a similar team to Tennessee. Uh, strong defense, good guards, uh, great coach. And I think, you know, Beeline made a living off the zone. And I think you throw that zone, and if uh, Nova hits their shots to beat you, so be it. But it gives you a chance, especially why I like the zone, when they don't have a deep bench. And I know Williams gave them a strong nine points off the bench. I like how they've shortened things, but if you're going to do that, Unless you have major foul trouble, the zone really helps Michigan stay in a game. It does when when they're not shooting well. Now this is Villanova. They in their two losses to Marquette. That was their downfall. They didn't make shots, but they've got great shooters, and uh, they got to keep them out of the lane. Billy Gillespie is a kid. This kid with their pump fakes. Michigan's a team that's gone for the pump fake all year defensively, and this is where Villanova makes a living. They get to the free throw line with that that type of offense, and uh, and they're really well coached. They've got great culture. Jay Wright is uh, is a class act. His program reminds me of John Beeline's program at Michigan, and when you talk to to Villanova people, they say the same thing. It's about culture. And uh, when he tried going that one-and-done route after he won his first title, uh, it didn't work for him. He got back to what he knew and got back to the culture, and you've seen it. Uh, this is not a team that's as athletic as Tennessee. Uh, doesn't have the same uh, amount of pros on the roster, but they play so well together. Uh, and that's what you used to see from B-line teams, and that's what you've seen from, from Juwan Howard teams here. We saw it last year. Well, even when he brought in his transfers, culture matters, and, uh, and they've 
both got it. So it's going to be a tough game. And then, man, I couldn't agree with you more, Bill. I was listening to you about the bracket. You've got three teams here, uh, Houston and, and Arizona, in my opinion. The winner of that game is going to have a chance to, to go all the way. I, I don't expect Michigan to get out of the weekend. I've been surprised before, obviously, last weekend. But uh, to me, they've got the toughest road of anybody. Uh, if they get by Villanova, and that's a game I think they can win, I would pre- predict Villanova to win it. But then you're facing a team that's unbelievably athletic and incredible defensively, and uh, and then you've got your work cut out for you. But just to get here, to get to the Sweet 16, would be the first Big Ten team ever, Bill, think about that, to, to make five Sweet 16s in a row, and you're talking about Michigan basketball. Given where they were 15 years ago, that's pretty remarkable. Some comparable teams that both Michigan and Villanova have played this year. Villanova beat Tennessee back in November by 18, 71-53. They lost to Purdue uh, 80-74. They've had some games where they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn where Baylor hammered them 57-36. That was back uh, in early December. You know, again, when you look at Villanova's schedule, uh, it was really heavy on the top side, and then inside the Big East, uh, you know, that conference uh, had some quality, but also some teams who were overrated. So we'll see. I, I, I think you know, if you had lined up before the tournament started, Tennessee, Villanova, who would I want to play or think Michigan would have a better chance to beat? I probably would have said Villanova. I agree, uh, especially look at the way Tennessee was playing. And it's funny right. now because you're hearing the narrative that, uh, oh, Michigan's draw, you know, give geez. me a break. Tennessee was, if anything, Tennessee was underseeded. And, uh, you know, to win that game, Colorado State had been playing great ball. The teams that they beat had been playing great basketball going in and, and had been playing outstanding basketball, frankly. Villanova, I think, had won seven games in a row, if I'm not mistaken, at one point there. So uh, that's a great basketball team. Tennessee had been outstanding. And you could see why. On, on the court, their athleticism, uh, it was tough. They made it tough for Michigan. Give credit to Michigan's freshman, Frankie Collins. That's, that's another thing that a lot of people aren't talking about. Devontae Jones goes out after 11 minutes, and now Michigan's playing with three freshmen on the floor in the starting lineup, and, and one of them has barely played any minutes this year uh, in Frankie Collins. So uh, give Jawan credit, uh, Jawan Howard credit for what he's done with that roster. So it's going to take another great effort, though. This is a different animal. It's a different type of team. Uh, this is a very disciplined team that wants the play slow. Tennessee would get up and down the floor, and you could see that they wanted to get out and, and run. Villanova's not going to be that way. You're going to have to be disciplined in defending them. Uh, but I do think that Michigan's got an advantage in the middle with Hunter Dickinson. If he has a big game, and uh, and they go to him quite a bit because Villanova likes to switch defensively, there will be some mismatches for him. If he has a big game, then I think Michigan's got a chance to, to win this game. Villanova did beat Ohio State by 10, but that game was a little bit closer than advertised. And we watched what Michigan did in Columbus at the end of the regular season, minus uh, Hunter Dickinson. So it's there. Uh, We'll see what happens on Thursday. Villanova, best free-throw shooting team in America in college basketball. So you don't want to get into foul trouble. They don't have a deep bench. But I like Williams when he comes off the bench. If he's hitting his three, keep feeding him the rock. And what Brooks and Dickinson did, uh, they were saying they didn't want – uh, their season's to end. Uh, Diabate, I think, really has settled into his role with Dickinson uh, back now. And it's Villanova Thursday night. Chris, I know you'll be on your way to San Antonio. Private Jet, I was looking at uh, your itinerary leaves on Wednesday morning with you, Safey, and Anthony Broom. But that's after you pay the bills you guys left behind in Indy 
on the travel expense card. <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, it's a little bit different when you're going to try to fly, find a flight to San Antonio. And I remember going there for the Final Four. It's tough to get in and out of there, but a great town. And uh, and I'm just happy for these guys. You know, they went through a lot this year, and everybody was talking about how they didn't deserve to be there. I think they've proven that they clearly that they did, and that was something that Hunter Dickinson said in his post game press conference. He said all the teams that were crying about that, and the Texas A and M coach and everybody else. He said they'll be watching us play on Thursday. So he, you could tell he was taking delight in their misery, and that's who he is. He's a great kid, he really is. But he he likes to speak his mind, and and that's the that's who he is on the court too. So, uh, but watching it, uh, it was really uh, the atmosphere. Bill it was like an elite eight atmosphere. That place was packed. Uh, it was exciting. I, I sat right behind. The, the broadcasting crew, I think it was uh, Ian Eagle and Spinarkle, and uh, boy, they were just in awe of, of how exciting it was, and that's what makes this one of the best times of year, my friend. Yeah, I saw you trying to get all that TV time, and security kept having like a little cane pulling you out <laughs> like the gong show that you were leaning over. I, I saw some of the Michigan fans with their gear. I'm like, is that safety from the Wolverine.com? <laughs> One of these years, they'll realize they shouldn't put me right behind those guys, right? Oh, you had, you you were looking, you you were busting out uh, the, the hair gel. You're looking at it like it's the mirror. You're texting people like, <laughs> "I'm on CBS right now." Put on the game. Did you did you stick around and watch St. Peter's advance? Absolutely, absolutely, and it was fantastic, and the atmosphere was great. At the end of the game, their fans were nuts. Uh, it was something else, uh, and at the end of the game, they were making I don't know what a peacock sounds like, but they were making bird sounds back and forth mm. to each other from the top really? and to the bottom. Okay. Bill, it was, but it was fantastic. Okay. Just to, to see that, uh, it was how excited they were, and uh, and it just again, that's what makes this type of time of year so incredible to see a story like that. And uh, and now they get Purdue right, so uh, this is going to be a great opportunity for Purdue to get to their first Final Four in, in forever under Matt Painter. I think they've been to the Elite Eight once, but I like that team and I like that program. If there was another Big Ten team that I would have predicted, I think it would have been Purdue getting to the uh, the Final Four. I never would have predicted Michigan, but here we are, Bill, uh, with an opportunity here and, uh, and headed to Texas on Wednesday. Hey, back to uh, St. Peter's, uh, known as the Peacocks, their team nickname, yeah. and you were hearing that sound. We weren't there, <laughs> you were. Uh, could you give me a little sample of, of what the sound <laughs> is that a peacock makes? I don't know if it's accurate, but it was like, wow, <laughs> man, and you could hear it all over the arena, and there were like 10 people left in there, and I'm like, what in the hell is that? And, uh, and man, I is that like a, is that like an East Coast mating call? What is Something. that? Something, yeah, it might, might be. But, oh, my God, that's, are you sure that wasn't safey? Would he realize what the bar tab was on the Wolverine.com <laughs> expense tab Saturday night? It might have been, but uh, I'll tell you, they were having so much fun, and uh, and you know they were talking to some Florida Gulf Coast fans that happened to be there, and they said, "Hey, we know how you feel from a few years back, and and you know for those small schools, the sad part, of course, is they're going to lose their coach, right, and uh, and have to start all over again. But that's the nature of the beast, and and that's the name of the game in this business. Shaheen Holloway did a great job with those guys, watching him up close too, behind the bench there. Um, uh, boy, what a what an up and comer he is in the profession. So. So, uh, but man, these are the stories that, that, again, that make this time of year so great. And, and it was really fun to be there and see it. I think from what I read, Shaheen Holloway, when this is over, is going to take over at Seton Hall. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. I, I think so. That All makes right. perfect sense. And, All right. uh, well, hey, and hey man, if I see you and Safey doing peacock <laughs> sounds again with St. Peter's shirts on. <laughs> 
All bets are you. off. Okay. I hear you, man. Yeah. Right. Don't don't bet on it. All right. Well, and you got a. I think you have a second career with like bird calls. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. yeah. When I retire, I'm looking for yeah, like a job at a. Oh museum. my God! Are you gonna? You've been down San Antonio before when Michigan was down there for the Final Four. That is such a cool yeah. town uh, with the Riverwalk and everything. When you're a tourist, it's fantastic. Chris, we will talk later in the week and preview Villanova and Michigan from San Antonio. That sounds great. Thanks, Bill. All right, Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com coverage of Michigan in the Sweet 16. Also, I forgot to mention Michigan is the overall number one seed in the NCAA D1 hockey tournament. Pretty darn good weekend across the board for University of Michigan Athletics. Chris Ballas joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with the University of Michigan Athletic Department.